Good morning, everyone. I was expecting, a, personally, a much slimmer crowd. I mean, it is, uh, it is, uh, wait, is that me? Hold on, let me stop here. There we go. Okay, can you guys hear me? All right. Now, don't take this the wrong way, but I am not planning to call you the faithful few, okay? Uh, you know, because there's a, a lot of faithful people that decided to stay at home today. And those of you that are watching us from the Facebook um, uh, live stream, we want to welcome you as well to the Port Charlotte Seventh-day Adventist Church. If you have decided to stay home, I commend you. If you have decided to come here, I commend you as well. Uh, you know, these are all, like Pastor Lee said, interesting times that we live in. But let us remember, my friends, that we still have a God that is in control. And amongst all of these things, uh, we pray that if this is a sign that Jesus is coming soon, then so be it. Can I get an amen? amen? Praise the Lord. See, that amen, even though we're probably like, actually, I'm not going to say the number to scare the people from the live feed, but it sounded like it was 400 people saying amen. Praise the Lord. Can you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is to be here. We pray now that as we are opening up your word, that your spirit, Father God, can come and fill us, Lord, with the power that only you can bring. We pray, Lord, that amongst everything that is happening right now, that we can be reassured that you, in fact, are the one that is in control of everything because you are the beginning and the end. You are the Alpha and the Omega. And Father God, that just reminds us that you have the whole world in your hands. We pray for your spirit now as we open this message, for we pray these things in thy name. Let everybody say, Amen. Amen. It is said, of course, with everything that has been happening, that the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, originated in the country of China. The CDC and the leaders of the Health Corps organization have officially considered it a pandemic just a few days ago. And as of yesterday, around 3.30 p.m., President Trump declared a state of emergency in the United States of America. COVID-19, a virus that actually developed starting last year. I personally like to rename that. COVID, meaning Christ over viruses and infectious diseases. See, we have to remember that no one makes good decisions when you're angry, when you're panicking, or when you're drunk. People are right now in panic, hysteria, and making decisions as a result of this virus. Now, on the other hand, we also have, and, and I do mean this with all respect, we also have other people that believe that the virus came from the beer brand. All right? There are people that have stocked up on canned goods, water, food, and my personal favorite, toilet paper. Okay? And you know what I'm going to do? Because, see, there are people that have so much toilet paper, they could trade it in for a four-bedroom house. 
All right? What I'm going to do, I'm going to go to Walmart, Sam's, and Costco and buy all the plungers. See who's winning now? I'm kidding, by the way. Fear has overtaken the world. And I find it very interesting that something that is so small, in fact, it is unseen like a virus, can cause such a devastation. I'm reminded, my friends, from the stories of the Bible because, see, none of these things should surprise us. None of these things should shock us. None of these things should be like, oh my goodness, you know, what's going to happen now? No! In fact, as Seventh-day Adventists, my friends, we are known for the prophetic gift in our church and our prophecies have talked for many ages that stuff like this was going to happen. And because of this, my friends, it is not a reason to fear simply because we at least should know that above everything else in the Bible, when we read it from Genesis to Revelation, when we read it from beginning to the end, we should know not to fear because we know that God is in fact in control from beginning to the end. We have a story in the Bible. In fact, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 If you read this story, my friends, we had the successor of Moses. Moses that was responsible for taking all of the Israelites out of Egypt. Obviously, by the hand of God. Moses, when you look at all of the Old Testament and New Testament people, it is no secret that he was considered in high regard. In fact, he by because he did not see the promised land because he led also such a large crowd he was considered a prophet amongst many and almost to others kind of like a god it's almost the same way some sdas look at ellen white which should not be the case yet some people did regard him and moses did himself you know, he did some wonderful things by the hand of God. But when we look at the story of Joshua, somebody needs to take the task now of this individual. Moses was the one that, you know, like I said, you know, upon his hands and upon the hands of the mighty God, the Red Sea was parted. All of the Israelites were able to, um, you know, cross the Red Sea. But then after he passed away, he needed to give the torch to Joshua. Joshua himself, by the way, was, uh, he was known not to have a father or a mother, by the way. Did you guys know that? Because the Bible says that Joshua was the son of none. Anyways, that was bad. But anyways, oh, you're just now getting it. But in Joshua... Chapter 1, verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, sorry, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land, and I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
And he continues, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. He keeps saying it again. Be strong and courageous. By the way, is it just me or is it a little warm in here? Okay, so it's not just me. Okay, I'm going to do this consciously. There we go. God keeps saying, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And you can imagine. You can imagine. You know, Joshua, I can, I can just picture Joshua feeling afraid, in fear. How in the world can I fill Moses' shoes? You know, that's like, you know, Joshua was thinking, man, he, he, he did such wonderful things. God has chosen him to do such wonderful things. There is no way that I can even hold the torch to what he has done. Yeah, that would make you a little bit afraid, a little bit hesitant to follow in those footsteps. It's almost like if the church was pastored by Lee Huff, and then he just turns it over to Pastor Pombo. That's the way I see it. He might not agree with me, but it's okay. But then, Joshua, in all his doubt, in all his fear, goes to verse 9, and he gets you know, this reassuring statement from the Lord. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? We hear that for the third time. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. See, Whenever we feel afraid, it, it's almost like we feel that things are out of control. You know, uh, businesses have been affected by this. The stock market, airlines, you name it. Everything has been affected by all of this, my friends. But I'm here to tell you that fear is what's driving everybody to do what, all the things that are happening right now. And I'm going to here tell you right now that fear is a spiritual problem. Fear simply means that you want to be in control because you don't trust the one that really is in control. I'm going to say that one more time. Fear means that you want to be in control because you don't trust the one that really is in control. And interestingly enough, you almost don't trust yourself 100% either. When we look at the Bible and when we look at the different examples of fear, God continues to reassure all of us. Be strong and courageous, he says to Joshua. And did you know, by the way, how many uh, promises of not fearing are in the Bible? Can anybody tell me? I'm sorry? 365. 365 promises. And that means that for every day of the year, unless it's leap year, and you can claim the promise twice, Whichever you want. God is reminding us, hey, you know what? You don't need to fear because I'm in control. We go to 1 John. Please turn with me. 1 John chapter 4. Thank you very much. I, you know, so you, you saw that happening. By the way, somebody did give me for my birthday a whole bunch of handkerchiefs. So, Lord knew I need them. Let's start in verse 13, and this is what it says. 
Now this is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we rely on the love of God, that, on the love that God has for us. Reminds us again, God is love. Whoever lives in His love lives in God and God in them. And this is how love is made complete amongst us so that we will have confidence in the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. And it says there is no fear in what? There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Funny, because 1 John reminds us again that God is love. Now, if God is love, and in verse 18 it says there is no fear in love, can we, is it safe to say that there is no fear in God? I was hoping an amen for that. There is no also fear in God, and because there is no fear in God, there is no fear on those that also follow God. At least there shouldn't be. And I'm here to tell you again, fear is a spiritual problem. I need to go back to verse 13. And this, is, and this is the reminder that we have over here. Verse 13, this is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. This is how we know that God is in our hearts. Are you guys ready for this? This is how we know that you walk with God. This is how we know that you spend time with God. This is how we know that you are a follower of Christ. This is how we know that you are in fact a Christ follower. And he replies, he has given us of His Spirit. Simple. This is how you know that you live in Him and He in you. What kind of spirit are you talking about, Pastor? Well, I am very glad that you asked. 2 Timothy 1.7 The Apostle Paul takes John talks about the Spirit, talks about the love of God. In 2 Timothy 1.7, you know, the Apostle Paul, while writing this to Timothy in prison, my friends, he reminds us the type of Spirit that we're talking about here. 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For the Spirit of God, the Spirit that God gave us does not make us timid. Or in other words, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of of power, of love, of self-discipline. He reminds us again, thank you very much, by the way. Can you take that cap off? Thank you very much. Sorry, it is a little hot in here. Thank you. See, I was afraid of it. I was sweating too much. Again, the Spirit of God... For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, it gives us love, and it gives us self-discipline. So in other words, God is saying and reassuring us again that if you are with Him and He is with you, you have nothing to fear. And if that is the case, then you, my friends, have nothing to worry about. See, 
the fact is, is that we do believe that we live in the end times. Can I get an amen for that? We do live in the end times. Everything that is happening is simply saying to us that we are one step closer to the second coming of Christ. And we're going to be in a place where there is no coronavirus, no Ebola, no Disney measles. Can I go down the list? You know what I'm talking about. No Zika. What's another one? Y'all can't. Let's just, let's just have fun right now. The SARS, right? H1N1. Y'all, 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 yeah, y'all just having too much fun now. But it's like, no. But, but you can go down the list. And we're going to be in a place where none of this is going to create any pandemics. We're going to be in a place where none of this, this is going to be so irrelevant because the whole place is all new. See, all of this that is happening right now is simply a result of the sin of man. And when you have a problem, when you have a disease, you need to go to the doctor. The doctor is called Jesus Christ. He can inject you with some love. He can inject you with fearlessness. He can inject you with things, my friends, that other people in this world simply don't have. And it's funny because Jesus is the type of doctor that anybody can go with him, but very few people actually do. By the way, insurance will cover that 100%. And even then, even then, they decide not to do it. This is how we know that you are with God and God is with you because He has given you a spirit. What spirit, Pastor? A spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, and I'm here to remind you that that spirit of power, it's a spirit that explodes. Explodes with love. Explodes with God's love explodes with all the fruits of the Spirit. When people look at you, they should be like, you know what, I know you're a Christian. Not just so much because, oh, you have God's love in you. Okay, that's great. Don't get me wrong. That is definitely... But also, I know you're a Christian because you're not panicking. I know you're a Christian because for some reason, I don't know what drives you, but whatever it is that drives you, you're at peace. You know somebody else that's in control. So my friends, what can we do to stop living in fear? Number one, start living with God. Number two, turn your TV off. Number three, get off social media. Take a Facebook fast for crying out loud. Except to watch the Port Charlotte services. Have you noticed that social media, while it can be used for many good things, it also has created a lot of division amongst people? And I'm here to tell you, my friends, that whether that was the original intent or not, that is what is actually happening. I think it's just simply the nature of man the sinfulness of man creeping in into a man-made device. Turn your TV off. 
stop watching the news for a little bit. I heard somebody say amen. Be informed. Okay, be informed. Just don't watch TV all day, especially now that you are required to stay home and you're going to be bored. And you're like, oh, what, are we, what can we do? Oh, let's watch the news. Please don't. Play some board games, read your Bible, whatever. We're crying out loud. I am I'm so serious. You know, this spirit of fear. By the way, the spirit of the, 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 what's, what's been happening right now, I'm here, I'm here to tell you, I'm not here to tell you, oh, you know what, just go over there and just be completely relaxed. No. Being in a spirit of, godless, of, of godliness doesn't mean that you don't take precautions. Everybody with me? Being in the spirit of the Lord doesn't not mean that you just go careless about your daily life. In fact, turn with me to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 7. It says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. This is my favorite part. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. I think of everything that I've read right now, the one part that right now stands out is to wash your hands. The Bible stays relevant even to this day. Can I get an amen? James is simply telling us here, hey, keep yourself humble. You could be, this is the other extreme, you could be walking with God, but also take the necessary precautions. Hey, I'm here to tell you, not to brag, but I belong to, one of, to, to the few of those that even before all of this happened, I still washed my hands. Oh man, I hope some of you all are there too. <laughs> if not, man, I've been shaking everybody's hands after the sermons. My goodness. Pray for your pastor. God says, I am in control. God says, amongst everything that is happening, be wise. Take your precautions. If you're sick, stay home. If you're showing symptoms, it's okay to stay home. Don't be like, oh, you know, I know God's in control, so even if I'm sick, I'm going to go outside. No, please, that's just, that just doesn't make sense. And that's irresponsible as well. Get better. As we conclude the message today, we are reminded that to live in the spirit of fear is not to live a godly life. We take the necessary precautions. We're reminded that there is a God in control. So I will leave you with this. Wash your hands, but trust in His.